After trading for Kevin Fiala, are the Kings done or can we expect some more splashes? We've got some special guests on today's show to walk us through maybe some potential ideas for the Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, happy Friday. You're listening to Locked On Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. My name is Sarah, your host for now of the show, joining you uh, to talk about what's next for the Kings. So obviously, earlier in the week, Rob Blake decided that he was just going to start getting stuff done and traded for the rights to Kevin Fiala, who he then immediately signed uh, to a long-term extension. So the Kings now have a scoring winger, an exciting player who uh, may have, you know, there's always some defensive issues maybe with some players that you want to think about, but uh, Kevin Fiala, I think is going to be set up for success with the Kings. And he's clearly someone uh, that this team, uh, this organization believes in. So is that the Kings big splash? Is there room for them to do more? If they make other trades, who are they going to have to send out? Because, you know, the cap is a thing. Uh, and today to do that, uh, we turn to the East and we turn to the Flyers. We've got Rachel and Russ from Locked on Flyers on the show today uh, as we take a look at some options that maybe the Kings could still be considering. Now, in full disclosure, we set up this conversation. We like scheduled it and everything uh, before Rob Blake made his big move for Kevin Fiala. So, you know, we were thinking bigger splashes, something, you know, bigger. Uh, and instead, the Kings made that deal with Minnesota, which sort of took some of the chips off the table in terms of things the Kings might consider doing. But we figured we'd still get together. Uh, we'd look at the trade, what that means for the Kings now that they have Kevin Fiala, and where some holes are still in the lineup uh, that the Kings should maybe consider uh, addressing. Uh, we also take a look at goaltending because that's all anyone who looks at the Kings wants to know about is, you know, what's up with the goaltending. So that is uh, today's show taking a look at the Kings trade situation and what deals, if any, we could possibly make with the Philadelphia Flyers. All right. We are so thrilled to welcome to the show, Sarah Avampato, who is the host of Locked On LA Kings uh, for at least the next little bit, uh, but definitely one of the best on the network and LA Kings expert here. So we wanted to bring her onto the show to talk about potential trade options with the Flyers. But first off, there was a huge wrench put into potentially some of those possibilities when lo and behold, the LA Kings uh, made a deal with the Minnesota Wild for Kevin Fiala. So what is the uh, the hot take on that deal in terms of what the trade was and then the contract that he signed? So it, it's one of those rare times where I feel like Kings fans are all pretty much on the same page. That doesn't happen very often because there's always, you know, there's always a group of people who are mad about it. And there's always going to be someone who's mad about this anyway. But for the most part, the reaction in the fan base, within the media, from the guys on the team, is that they're pretty excited about this. Uh, the Kings have been looking to add scoring. That's always been one of their biggest problems. Uh, they have lots of guys who like to shoot the puck and a lot of guys who can't finish. Uh, and Kevin Fiala, particularly in this past season when he sort of broke out with the Wild, 
uh, showed that he can be that guy. And so it, it's a move that instantly makes the team better. Um, you know, like any long-term contract, you know, could it be iffy in the later years? Maybe, uh, particularly if he, you know, doesn't pan out, if he continues to be kind of streaky. I know it took him sort of a while to get like established in his career. Uh, it's just been the past couple of seasons that he's really started to break out with the Wilds. So, you know, is the Kevin Fiala that scored 33 goals last year, like, is that who he's going to be in the future? The Kings are banking on that. Um, it's one of those deals where if it gets the Kings into a better playoff race, if it gets them another Stanley Cup in a couple years, no one's going to, well, pe again, people are always going to complain about something. But it, it's a move you're not going to complain about because it makes the team a lot better. And uh, it's one of those trades that uh, whenever the opposing team or whenever fans of other teams are like, wait, that's all they gave up? Uh, you know it was a good deal. Uh, Kings gave up their first round pick and uh, a pretty highly rated defensive prospect, but they have a ton of those. And so if that's the price you pay to get a guy like Kevin Fiala, you do it. Well, I'm going to play the other end for a minute just to tell you that um, they don't have a ton of Brock favors. He's really yeah. highly thought of. And 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 actually, uh, when I went to World Junior Camp this past year before the uh, tournament was supposed to start and then didn't, you know, didn't finish. Uh, he was their second best defenseman behind Jake Sanderson. He he has even gotten better than I thought he would get. His his speed, his the way he uh, can play a lot of different roles. This guy could play like a two or three or a four. Uh, so they don't grow on trees like that. And, and Minnesota is going to lose Dumba at some point. And so you know that that fits for them. Now it's fair to say L.A. always has a cupboard full of defensemen because of like Mark Unetti. Yes. And I've chatted mm -hmm. with him about that many times. So, so that's fair. And 19th overall pick is going to give a pretty good pick too. This is a good trade for LA. It's just, he's not going to be an 85 point guy every year. Right. Like he's probably yeah. a 65 point guy and that's fine. I think he, once he broke away Fiala, I've always been um, high on Fiala. Um, really liked him in his draft year. I think once he broke away from Nashville, that was a big thing because he's not going to be a responsible two-way guy. Like that's just not his game. He'll do his best, but he, you know, he don't expect yeah. much on the uh, away from the puck stuff, but as far as scoring, he could score. Yeah. And I think, yeah. you know, like putting him, um, sorry, I, I think that they, the, the plan right now, it seems like is he's going to play with Andre Kopitar yeah. who I don't care if, if you're playing with Andre Kopitar, I don't care if you're bad defensively because right. you have one of the best defensive centers in the league. So it's one of those. Yeah, he'll, like, he's got your back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We've got more trade ideas coming up next, but first betonline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews and news, including stuff on this year's now completed playoffs. You can get major league baseball news, I'm sure that if you're like getting ready for football season, uh, they've got you covered there. BetOnline is, of course, your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And of course, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Whatever it is, you can dream it. You can be it on BetOnline. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online, it's where the game starts. I will say that, yeah, obviously prior to that deal, Brock Faber was somebody on my radar as somebody mm -hmm. that could be potentially in a deal with the Flyers. Um, obviously, he went to Minnesota, where he's from, and, and 
and played mm-hmm. theirs. But I'm thinking Chuck Fletcher, ooh, Minnesota boy, that's a carrot he would go mm-hmm. for. So um, I think that, you know, obviously with all his potential that Russ uh, just talked about, as yeah. well as him being a Minnesota boy, I think I thought he would have been a good fit for the Flyers. Yeah, yeah. It was a deal that I both hated. Like, I loved it because I was excited about Kevin Fiala. But yeah, like you said, Russ, like Brock Fabers don't go, grow on trees. And he's a guy whose, you know, stock has only gone up. Uh, but, you know, knowing that he, you know, I feel like there's always the fear with any free agent or, or with any college player of, is he going to get to the end of his eligibility and choose not to sign? You know, there's always that fear. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I never really heard that as a concern from the Kings that they were pretty, pretty set that he would sign when he was done. But um, yeah, it, it's a, it's a move that hurts. Uh, he's going to be a great defenseman, I think for a long time for the wild, but uh, you know, the wild, especially love a good hometown boy come oh, yeah. home. They do. So. <laughs> and the Kings have Brent Clark, so they'll be okay with yeah. that. I wanted to ask you about Gabe Velarde because he had a really good year in Ontario. The Kings mm-hmm. are also loaded with centers. So, like, if you were looking um, for something in trade with the Flyers, I would think Velarde could be a guy mm-hmm. in play because he doesn't make a lot of money. There's not a great spot for him. He's got size. The Flyers look for size. He can play center or wing, although I still think he could play center. And, you know, maybe there's something on the Flyers the Kings would want for him. Yeah, I think Gabe Velarde is, it's one of those ones where, again, like it kind of hurts to say like, oh, you know, this guy's expendable at this point. But uh, the truth of the matter is he has been kind of passed up in the depth chart. I think he's a player that still has a lot of potential um, and I think needs the right coaching staff slash mentorship slash whatever to really unlock that. And for whatever reason, he hasn't necessarily been a good fit with the Kings. You know, he and Todd McClellan don't seem to have really been on the same page about what mm. they want from him. Um, you know, I, I know there's always been some kind of concerns with, you know, he's a little, he, he's a little bit of a weird kid, a little bit of mm-hmm. a beats to the tune of his own drummer kind of fits that, that profile of, player who was always the best at everything and doesn't really know how to adapt now that he's not the best on the team. Um, there, there've been some kind of issues with, okay, you actually do need to work to improve. You can't just like go out and keep doing the same thing. But I think that he has a ton of potential. Um, and I just think that there may not be a spot on, on the Kings for him to do that. So as much as it would be kind of a disappointment to quote unquote, give up on him, uh, he is a player that I would be looking at for um, – it, it wouldn't be the end of the world if the Kings had to package him in a trade. That was going to be my question on a guy like him. Is is he part of a bigger package, or is he somebody you make a deal with on his own? Probably depends what, what you're trying to to hunt down. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think the Kings right now, you know, he's a restricted free agent. He's not going to, you know, get that much money – uh, with his next contract because he hasn't really proven himself yet. Um, if, if the Kings are going hunting for, you know, let's say that uh, mythical top pairing left defenseman who they uh, continue to not have, uh, you know, something like Velarde, a prospect, a pick might be what they have to do to to move it out. Uh, you know, they're, they're kind of in a position where I don't know that they're going to need a whole lot more up front. Uh, but again, Rob Blake, you know, if someone's going to call him, I think he's going to listen because he is in a position right now where he he knows he needs to keep making this team better to help him make the next step. So what exactly are the remaining biggest needs for the Kings now? So we can kind of tailor our, mm-hmm. our trade proposals to match <laughs> up with that. 
I think that, I mean, like I mentioned, that left side of the defense is something I think they're always kind of looking for something to, to fill out. I know that, you know, Jake Chitron is the one that everyone talks about. I feel like every team is trying to get him. Uh, you know, I think the price is probably too high. Some people say he's probably not worth it, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, in terms of the right side of the defense, I mean, they obviously just moved out Brock Faber. They have so many guys who can play that right side that, uh, you know, they're, they're not really looking there. I mean, this is a team that is always looking for scoring. Um, but now that, you know, we have essentially the top two lines kind of seem to be locked down with, you know, Fiala, Kopitar, Kempe potentially as your top line. Your second line, I imagine they're going to come back with the Arvidsson Deneau Moore line that was really good last season, which leaves your bottom six as to kind of a jumble. So, you know, I know one thing that fans at least are always saying the Kings need more of is we need more size. We need more physicality. Like they have Brendan Lemieux, but he's Brendan Lemieux. Uh, you he, know, he's mostly an idiot on the ice. Yes. You said it, not me, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, so so looking for people in that depth scoring kind of category who, you know, can contribute, who aren't going to be a liability, a.k.a. Brandon Lemieux, uh, you know, I, I think would be something that they may be still looking to add for. So that kind of brings me to it's a weird situation with the Flyers right now, because like the way you're talking, it seems like if the Flyers were in a better spot defensively and Ryan Ellis mm -hmm. wasn't like on LTIR for the rest of eternity, like we could then say, well, how about Ivan Provorov? Like, mm -hmm. what do you like? There's a deal to be made there. I really mm -hmm. think there is. And especially given, given those needs and what we could potentially get in return in terms of, you know, is Quentin Byfield on the table? No. You know, <laughs> well, no. some have said that he is. I, I don't believe he is either. But they, 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 I, I would like to talk to those people because I think they're right. <laughs> you don't I agree. Them. I will fight you. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I do think that, you know, if the Flyers, I think we're in a slightly better position, mm -hmm. we could be saying, all right, let's let's shake it up here, mm -hmm. give you Ivan Provorov, and let's get, you know, a pick from mm -hmm. the Kings, although you have one less that we would have wanted from the Fiala deal, I think, or, or what is it, a previous deal. But no, nonetheless, I think that, you know, we could at least get a second rounder mm -hmm. back for next year, um, plus maybe a player and mm -hmm. uh, and an AHL kind of prospect. So yeah. for, for a guy like Provy right there, right? Well, but I, I could still throw in, you know, Travis Sanheim because if the Flyers find out that they can't re-sign him, uh, the Kings have cap space, and mm -hmm. that would be a guy I think they'd be interested in. And I mean that—that's you know kind of essentially the deal they just had to make for Kevin Fiala of the Wild knew that they can't resign him because they're in you know cap purgatory for the next yep. however many years. Uh, and I, I know that one of the reactions from Wild fans was like, "I can't believe this is all we got for Kevin Fiala," but you're kind of hamstrung. That you kind of kind of have to take what you're going to get because teams know that. You know, they, they have no leverage. Uh, and so that that's certainly a deal that, you know, Rob Blake just made one of those deals. And he clearly is not afraid of sign of trading for a guy who they're going to have to negotiate a new deal with. Yeah. And that's where like Provy is kind of locked in. So it's mm -hmm. not it's something that you wouldn't have to to worry about. Um, I, I think that, you know, there are 
several options there. I think Gabe Velarde, like like Russ said, is an interesting uh, option there as well. But thinking just you know from an offensive side of things as well for the Kings, like is there a market for Travis Konechny? I mean, I would like there to be a market for Travis Konechny. Um, he's always been a delightful player, you know, for me to watch. It's one of those things where I feel like if the Kings were to acquire him, then the question becomes, where do you put him? Um, because I don't know that he's going to be best suited in a bottom six role. I don't think that's really where he belongs. Uh, so no. then they have to. He won't produce as well. Right, right. You need him. As, as fun as he is to watch as like that, like grinder energy guy, like, you know, plays bigger than he is. Um, yeah, he, he definitely should be a guy who's in your top six, which would mean they have to start reevaluating which players go where, but I mean, Although, Travis, be- Travis connected to the Kings has been since he got drafted by the Flyers. I've been like, how do mm-hmm. I get him to the Kings? <laughs> I mean, it's not like Arvidsson's lighting it up. There may be a point yeah. where he does get moved down in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it, there's flexibility. I mean, if you, if you want to deliver Travis Konechny to the King, like, well, I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you what I would look for. I would look for um, Helgi Granz, mm-hmm. um, Velarde. I mean, if I could get Helgi Granz and Velarde, great. If I could get Helgi Granz and, you know, a couple of seconds, yeah, I'd probably do mm-hmm. that too. Yeah. Like a second anyway. this year, second next year, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. And I mean, that's kind of, you know, similar to when they moved out Brock Faber of looking at that side of the defense going, we have a lot of these guys. And I know people are really excited about Granz as a player and, you know, it's going to take him a little while still. He's still very young, mm-hmm. but, you know, is a promising defenseman looked fine in his first year in the AHL. And so it's one of those ones where, yeah, it would hurt. But if the caliber of player you're getting is a proven player, like a Travis Konechny, do you say no, especially if you know that you're, you have a, a finite window of time uh, to, to chase another cup while guys like Kopitar are still there. Eh, I don't know that I'd say no. Yeah, and Grons could be a top four for the Flyers in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And at that point, we'll probably be not even talking about Ryan Ellis anymore. So you need it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's where I'd say, like, even the second rounder would have to be next year's and mm-hmm. not this year's. Because, like, for the Kings, without a first-round pick this year. Oh, they don't have and, a first? Yeah, that's they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they would not give up the second without having a first this right. year. Yeah. So. Um, I, I do think that would be a factor as well. Cause like, I personally am itching to get into the second round of the draft <laughs> this year for the flyers, but uh, next year is not too shabby either. So yeah. I think like getting back into the second round next year would also be a good option, but yeah. We're going to close things out with the fine folks from locked on flyers coming up next. But first built bar is here for you to uh, give you a nice, delicious treat in this kind of hot, gross, sweaty summer. Uh, Built Bar is, of course, the people who have created healthy and tasty. They're protein bars that taste like candy bars, and they're good for you. Their latest gift to your taste buds is the new Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar is the one that like won the whole Built Bar bracket thing a little while ago, but now they've got it in the puff Warm. So the Built Puff is a deliciously chewy marshmallow. It's covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. So check it out. The latest, the latest, greatest flavor from Built Bar, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Puff. They're good for you. They're low in calories, low sugar, high protein, 
and all around delicious. They are here for just a limited time only, so make sure you go to Built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out. They're going fast because, of course, they taste amazing. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, you can also enjoy them guilt-free because they're good for you. They're a perfect treat. They're perfect for, like, hunger cravings if you're, like, looking for some extra energy, satisfying your sweet tooth, or whatever it is that is, you know, calling your food name. Built is there for you. So go check it out. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 at built.com. All right, you're listening to Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And the draft is, of course, right around the corner. The Kings don't have their first round pick anymore, but that doesn't mean that there's still not going to be fun stuff to follow along with at the draft. So you can join our team of local hosts and draft experts. They're all going to be breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first round pick. Make sure you're subscribed to this show, Locked on Kings for the latest breakdowns on what the Kings do in the, you know, second through whatever rounds of the draft or, you know, anything else they happen to do uh, during that time. And of course, keep an eye on Locked on NHL for a full league exciting coverage, all of the NHL draft. Now let's turn it back over to uh, finishing up our conversation about some possible trade ideas and uh, things the Kings need to address with the folks from Locked on Flyers. Uh, So Rust, you got any other proposals? (laughs) Um, No, but I did want to ask just a general question because uh, right now I've been told by by an insider that the the reason Quick's still there, he had a good year, don't get me wrong, is because they're a little down on Cal Peterson. So I kind of wonder, are they going to keep that deal together forever or are they going to maybe try and deal Cal Peterson? Yeah, I mean, this is one where I feel like it might, You don't want to, you know, wait and see what happens. But I I do agree that there is that concern within the organization of, you know, everyone was prepared for Jonathan Quick to go off into the sunset and Cal Peterson to rise up and take over a starter. Mm -hmm. He just did not have it last year. Um, And, you know, I think we all know goalies are very weird, cerebral creatures and just the slightest thing can suddenly have a terrible year and then you bounce back. And I think the Kings have done historically a good job working with goalies. And so I, you know, my hope is, I'm sure the organization's hope is that Cal Peterson becomes who they invested in and who they thought he he was going to be. But yeah, it has thrown a huge wrench, I think, into their plans of here's our new starter because he hasn't really claimed that. Uh, So I, I think that it would be, and I think they would maybe listen to offers, but a goal, like, I think they all know that, you know, Jonathan Quick is not, going to continue to play at the same like that level that he did last year like he's going to go back downhill uh, and there's really no one in the system behind him uh, that I think is ready for the NHL yet so it's a move where if they're sending out Cal Peterson they need to get they're going to need to get back a goaltender who can play and who they're going to have confidence in so you know not not the guy who's like oh well you maybe stopped a puck <laughs> Right. Well, it's interesting because, you know, it's a pretty expensive contract and mm-hmm. it's got a no move. So mm-hmm. they they would have to get him to waive that. It's a that is definitely, I would say, the stickiest situation yeah. that the Kings have going on this offseason. So, yeah, definitely worth keeping an eye on that. And it seems like they're in a, a really good position from a UFA standpoint, too, that there's like nobody 
they're desperate to right. get re-signed that if yeah. they walked they could live right. yeah 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 there's it, it looks most of the guys who are ufas i'm like all right goodbye um you know if they brought right. alex edler back on like a one-year deal i sure. think edler did a lot better than anyone expected from him and to have him as a mentor for the young guys especially they have a lot of young swedish kids uh you know i, I don't think anyone would object to him coming back to be that six seven defenseman but you know, even if that one doesn't happen. You know what I figured though? Like one of my other questions is I think they could bring in Justin Braun and just plug him in. Mm -hmm. He knows the West. Yeah. yeah. He, they need that kind of guy. He'd be cheap. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, they could do that. I think that would, um, would help them. The other, um, the other question that I had for you is so now that Fiala signed, is that you think kill the hunger for Philip Forsberg that we were hearing about? You know, I mean, if there's a deal there, you know, I, I'm sure that Rob Blake is still working the phone to try to see if he can make something happen. Uh, they'd have to move money back out, uh, you know, that, which I think would be the the harder part of, okay, sure, you just signed, Fia, uh, you know, you signed Fiala to 7.8 some million dollars a year. Forsberg's going to get at least eight, uh, no matter where he goes, pro probably more. Uh, I know the latest rumors out of Nashville were in the eights uh, for him. Uh, so Only because have they have a tax break yeah, there. So true. in LA, it's going to be more. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I, I think that if, if you can get Philip Forsberg, amazing. But that's kind of when you start getting into, you know, not everyone can be Las Vegas and play captain gymnastics like 24-7. Yeah. Uh, all they know. would have to do is trade a pick for the rights because I don't think Nashville mm -hmm. is going to be able to retain them. And if you could do that, uh, I was just curious, but I, I yeah. see your point too. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, the cap is real, no matter how much teams like Vegas and Tampa want us to not think it's real. Uh, so, you know, I, it, is it possible? Yes, but they'd have to really start looking at, okay, are we moving out Adrian Kempe? Are we moving out Alex Iafalo? How do we afford him knowing that it's going to be a long-term deal for Forsberg? He's not going to sign somewhere just for one year for fun. <laughs> right. Well, speaking of that, it's always fun to mention um, in a conversation about the LA Kings uh, that the Kings are still paying out on the Mike Richards contract. They are. To this day. They are. And for they several are. more years to come. My friends and I have a calendar invite in all of our calendars for whatever it is, 2032 or something, that they stop <laughs> paying him. Uh, and it's the like happy Mike Richards isn't getting paid by the Kings anymore day. We're all going to, no matter what <laughs> part of the world we have all dispersed to, we're probably all just going to get together, have some champagne. Maybe we'll go up to Kenora and actually find Mike Richards and toast him. <laughs> yeah. God bless Mike Richards. <laughs> all right, Sarah, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a ton of fun. And uh, where can people find you out there? So you can find me on Twitter at right said Sarah. It's W R I T E said Sarah with an H locked on Kings is at locked on LA Kings on Twitter, where I still will be providing, you know, bizarre Twitter updates. Like does Kevin Fiala have a dog, which is really the important question to ask about any new player. Uh, and of course available sure. on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. That is it for all of us today. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you go check out Locked on Flyers wherever you get uh, your podcasts as well. Go give them some love. Uh, you can find this show, obviously, wherever your podcasts. Make sure you're subscribing to the show, uh, getting notifications. Find us on YouTube, so subscribe over there. And, of course, keep coming back as uh, we 
continue our Kings coverage uh, through the draft, through the offseason, free agency, and all that other great stuff. Until next time, this has been Locked on Los Angeles Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.